Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show, the program for people who are crazy for animals. I'm Marie Hewitt and this morning we'll be talking with Justin Red from Hot Dogs, an online organization that promotes a better understanding of our canine companions. A little later in our program, Jan Folk from Orange Dog will be joining me to talk about lots of great rescue efforts. It's all just ahead, so don't go away. More Pet Place Radio is coming right up here on AM 1260. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining me now is Justin Red from Hot Dogs. Thanks for coming back to visit us, Justin. You're welcome. Glad to be here. It's been a while, and I just want to have you remind everybody what Hot Dogs is all about. Well, we put on different programs and uh, events here in the Long Beach, California area, and our goal is just to allow people to um, mingle with each other and to socialize with each other and to share our common bond, which is dogs. Wow, and you yeah. guys put on some pretty fun activities every year. Can you tell me a little bit about some of the upcoming fun things you've got on the agenda? Uh-huh. Um, I think one of the, the things that we're best known for is our hot dog Halloween parade, and it happens on the Saturday, or the Sunday before Halloween each year. We get about as many as 700 dogs dressed up in in Halloween costumes. In, the, um, in December, we collect toys and treats for shelter dogs and cats. Um, in the Southern California area, and we have affiliates in 20 different states, and it's called Operation Santa Paws, and we just ask people to um, make donations of toys and treats, and then we go and deliver them to the shelter dogs and cats. And then our other big event would be the Bulldog Beauty Contest, and it happens around Valentine's weekend each year. Oh, so you just had one of those. Yes, we did, and um, we get as many as 400 English and French Bulldogs. Um, the highlight of the day is the English Bulldog Beauty Contest. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and it's uh, those kinds of things that we do to just bring people together. We also started the Dog Beach here in Long Beach, and it's the only off-leash um, dog beach in all of Los Angeles County. Oh, wow. How long has the Dog Beach been open now? Well, um, I guess nine years it's been opened, and it's every day, all day, from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Okay, dogs. so there are hours then that you have to abide by. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty much whenever the sun's up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a long, long day. Okay, and how how big of an area is that where the dogs can run around and play? Mm-hmm. It's three acres, um, which is, I don't know what that's the equivalent of. Okay. Is that a football field, maybe? Okay. So so it's plenty of room, and, oh, yeah. and do you find that a lot of people are really taking advantage of it and enjoying it? Absolutely. In Long Beach, and we have four miles of Pacific coastline, and it is by far the busiest stretch of, of our coastline year-round. Um, on a, a busy summer weekend afternoon, we'll get as many as 100 dogs or 100-plus dogs at oh, one time yeah. at the dog beach. 
Well, that must take a lot of honorable and responsible people to have that many loose dogs in that area. (laughs) Yeah. And as you can imagine, you know, people that come to a dog beach or typically to any off-leash area are, for the most part, very responsible um, and very um, aware that that's a, a privilege for us to have such such a place because in a, a county of 10 million people, for us to have the only place where dogs are legally off-leash, that's pretty great. That is um, amazing. So in yeah. Los Angeles County, this is the only off-leash facility? For on the area? Beach, yes. On, oh, wow. That's right. Other areas have tried. Um, Santa Monica has tried. They've tried for one underneath the, the flight path uh, at Dockweiler Beach of the LAX airport. They've tried in Pacific Palisades. Um, but, yes, legally, off-leash, um, it's the only one. What is the main complaint people have when they say no? You can't have a beach here. Well, I think typically it's um, you know, who's going to monitor it, who's going to um, pick up if so, if a person doesn't pick up or clean up, who's going to take care, who's going to take the responsibility, you know, if there is going to be a dog fight or if a a person gets bit, which it's it's uh, it's rare that super rare that somebody is going to get bitten, mm-hmm. um, but a dog fight, you know, as with any any off leash area or any time you get two dogs. Um, together, there's a, you know, dogs are dogs. They're going right. to sometimes bicker over things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I, I think that's that would be the complaints. And then there's people who are just, I guess they just don't know, and they think that that uh, there's going to be dog poop left everywhere or that uh, when dogs pee on the sand that their kids are going to come and get diseases from coming to that same place. Mm-hmm. And have um, you, in, in the Long Beach Dog Beach, are you noticing any problems, or has everything been going well for the last nine years? Uh, it, it's going very well, um, considering the the uh, the small amount of space that it is, three acres, and the the, the large numbers of people that do come and visit. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, every now and then you're going to get uh, dog poop left behind. You know, somebody's busy talking to their friend and they don't see their dog behind them taking a poop. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the typical things like that, but for the most part, it's fantastic. Um, people love it. They people are coming to the beach in Long Beach, where um, it, typically we don't get a lot of people that come to the beach because we have a break wall that doesn't allow us to have big waves because the, it's a navy. It used to be a navy port town, okay. and it's now just a big shipping um, port. So they want to cut down on the waves for those fleets and for. Um, the, the ship the ships that are out there so we don't get a lot of waves so not a lot of people come but now people are coming back to the beach to enjoy it people are coming they they've been here for 20 30 years and now they're coming back to the beach and enjoying it wow, because of a dog great. beach yeah. yeah and i know that people like to go to dog beaches even if they don't have a dog because they get to play with the dogs that are running around you bet. At the end of a day, you know, if you've had a bad day at work, I always say, go to the dog beach. You'll get a smile on your face. <laughs> you know, to, to see dogs running around in big circles, just chasing each other, like three or four of them get chasing each other. Uh-huh. That's the funnest thing to me. And they have um, big dog smiles that you just oh, can't miss. Huge. Yep. <laughs> and the people too. You know, dogs were not uh, when we were when dogs first came on this earth. They they didn't have a collar and a leash. Um, so to allow them to be in a place where they're leash-free, just running around, having a blast, running, chasing balls in the water, um, 
they love it. Absolutely. Um, and you know, know what when else? I take when I take my bulldog Rosie, I mean Riley up there, uh-huh. um, he can smell it. He can smell like the salt air, and he knows where we're going. <laughs> and same for my other bulldog Rosie. And th- in fact, the 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 dog beach is now called Rosie's Dog Beach. Really? Um, yes, wow. because it was her inspiration that the dog beach started here in Long Beach that I that I helped to start. What a great tribute. Well, you must be pretty excited about that. Oh, it's pretty great, yeah. (laughs) My partner, Ralph, um, approached the city council and and asked them to consider renaming it, and they did just, um, gosh, when did they, last December, I guess, was when they named it Rosie's Dog Beach. And rosiesdogbeach.com is the website. Oh, that is so cool, Justin. Hey, I know you do a lot of volunteer work also, and you do a lot of great stuff helping animals. Can you tell me about some of the other projects that you're involved with? Yes. Um, I, well, I put together a dog newsletter, and it, it goes out by email every Thursday, and there's 13,000-something subscribers. And in that newsletter, I always list dogs that are up for adoption um, or volunteer opportunities where people can get involved at shelters or with rescue organizations. That's wonderful. And, and how then, can somebody subscribe to the newsletters that you put out? Because I know you have quite a few, and they're all just amazing, not yeah. just animal-related, but just yeah. community service and, and fun stuff. Exactly. I have 22 newsletters. Wow. Um, the ones that are regular are a gay lesbian newsletter and then a dog newsletter, and those are every Thursday. And if they just go to my website, justinrudd.com, and then click subscribe, it's free, um, and they can unsubscribe at any time if they want to do that but um my i think that my purpose with all of this dog involvement is just to get people motivated and inspired and get them to um, go out and socialize and spend time and to allow uh, ourselves to to appreciate these these great animals that are in our lives we are so lucky to have animals you know anybody that has dog or cat or horse or whatever um there are such blessings in our lives, and I, I think when we can spend time with them and if we can learn from them, like learning tenacity and and uh, learning to greet each other when you when you come home like that uh-huh. you know if we would if we would um, greet our spouses and our significant others in the way that your dog was sure, <laughs> and just to have the same outlook that animals have, animals yes. are just always joyful. And if people could be like that, what a great world we'd live in. They They don't complain about the food that they get regularly. It's the same food. Uh, My bulldog, Riley, gets the same kibble every night and every morning, but he doesn't complain. He just gobbles it up and Uh is happy and puts it. He's one of those smiling dogs. Yeah, (laughs) every day is a joy. What a great thing. That's right. Justin, you're such an enthusiastic person, and you do so much for our canine companions and for the people who love them, too. I just want to thank you again for being with us today and sharing a little bit about hot dogs and your other projects. Pleasure to be here. It is time now to take an extremely fast station break, but we'll be back with more Pet Place Radio here on AM 1260. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining us now is Jan Folk from Orange Dog. Welcome to the Pet Place, Jan. Thank you. I'm glad to be speaking to you. Orange Dog. Okay, you got to <laughs> tell me, what is this? Well, uh, 
basically what it is. It's, uh, I have a couple of orange dog operations, but we'll start with the first one. It's Orange Dog, Inc., and, and it's, um, it's a, a nonprofit organization that after I retired or semi-retired when I sold my companies in 2008, I was approached to, because I'm crazy about dogs, and it was initially, well, why don't you start a orange dog store in Huntington Beach, California, because I spend time there. Mm-hmm. So after I found out that being Canadian, I obviously couldn't just go start working, which I knew, um, I didn't want to give up the thought. So basically what I did is I opened, started it as a web-based company, and it's, um, it's, it's a sale of you know, high-end dog and human products, but it's, it's only there for any sale that we make. The object is to put it back into dog rescue or contribute to what we have dubbed our freedom flights, where we rescue the dogs by plane. Oh, that's and, wonderful. Yeah, so that was in January 2009. It was an extremely long process, and um, you know, selling products by through the web is, is really not as easy as everyone led me to believe. Um, but uh, it's a it's an ongoing process, and that's the reason we did it. We we did the research and you know bought um, all the environmentally sound and high end biodegradable all the you know all the different things for the environment. All our products are are of that nature. Okay. And. Um, and that's what how Orange Dog Inc. got going. Okay. Now let's talk about your rescue part of it. <laughs> you mentioned something very intriguing: freedom flights. Right. <laughs> what well, is that? well, that got started in May of 2009 when I went to our Humane Society here in Alberta and asked if they, you know, want to help us sell the products and. The comment from the executive director was, well, what you really could do is, is um, fly a lot of smaller breed dogs back to our, you know, our shelter to be adopted. And she said, why don't you do that? And I said, well, why don't I? Because we have that, you know, I know I, I do a lot of things on the fly. <laughs> That's a little fun. But we have access to a Gulfstream 3, which is in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. And so um, basically, to sum it up, our first flight was June 2009. And we brought in 85 dogs. Wow. Um, yeah, all spayed, neutered, you know, health certificates, the rest okay. of it. And we took them from shelters where they were going to be euthanized, brought them to Canada, and um, as we've done five flights now to date. Now, I'll just back up. They were dubbed Freedom Flights by a marketing company that we worked with because they felt they were coming to Freedom. So that's how it got named the Freedom Flights. Ah. And, um, <laughs> and uh, they were all adopted within two to three weeks. And no another way. thing... Yeah, another thing that a lot of people in Edmonton or in Alberta were criticizing me at first, like, oh, my gosh, why don't, you know, you're bringing dogs and why don't you rescue ours? And basically, uh, there is almost considered a shortage of small breed dogs in Edmonton, and that's why they're adopted so quickly. And it's also good because then the large dogs and the cats also, you know, get adopted because there's more of a crowd coming in. Oh, that's great. um, mm -hmm, That's how it got started, and then we've done uh, four, another four since then, so we've done a total of five. Okay. And what shelters are you targeting here in California? Are you looking at some of the more um, high-kill shelters? Oh, oh, de- well, I definitely the overpopulated ones. We okay. The first two were done were from a shelter out of Fresno, which was horribly overpopulated, and, you know, the euthanation was, was large. I mean, they do the best they can, but there's, there's just so many dogs. Right. And then the last couple of fights, we've done uh, one out in Riverside, Mary S. Roberts, uh, the Long Beach shelter we've worked with the one in downey okay. and it's, it's basically i you know i kind of just go around and have a look and just get a feel for how they are with you know what the shelters are like and and then we'll pick one and if they choose to participate with us we take dogs from there oh that is so wonderful and, and the <laughs> shelters that you mentioned i know have 
serious, serious problems with the numbers yes, of dogs that they're much. receiving. And yeah, it's, they're much. all great people. They all get blamed for being the evil dog killers. Sure do. And they're just sure trying do. to clean up after a terrible, well, large irresponsibility issue that stems yeah. from people who don't take pet ownership as a lifetime commitment. It, it, it's that. That's definitely a part. But uh, a lot of it is the, the horrible puppy mills that are in operation and sure. people no turn a blind eye. A, a bit of it was the economy. A lot mm-hmm. of it was people not staying or neutering. I Absolutely. mean, the, the public is much more educated now, which is great. But, that is true. You know, that is but true. If, everybody, if everybody looked at adopting a dog the way they would a child, you'd see half-empty shelters. Oh, sure. I personally feel that the only reason a shelter should even exist would be as a temporary holding facility for animals exactly. who accidentally get loose. Because animals get loose every now and then. (laughs) But instead, they're pretty much a dumping ground for people who are irresponsible. And that just makes me so angry because Uh these guys are innocent. They definitely are. And you should look at it as, you know, as as a lot. They're not disposable. And that's the thing that why I continue to want to do this and, you know, and why, you know, we've gone further with the restaurant we have in Huntington Beach, why we now have it you know, called a restaurant with a cause and promoting the, the dog rescue and doing everything we can to help with dog rescue. Wow, wow. Now, our restaurant there is called Orange Dog, too. That's why it gets a little confusing. <laughs> <laughs> why Orange? What's the deal? Well, well, when I started doing this, I had no idea. I just, um, I was I was told at the time, and this was a few years ago, that the color is symbolic of anim- animal rescue throughout the world. Okay. And, and um, the American SPCA, if you'll notice, notice, I believe, if I'm correct, uses a lot of orange. Now, people have argued with me and said, that's not true. But, you know, a number of experts that I've spoke to have said, you know, it is. It is uh, definitely the symbolic with animal rescue. And it just actually, sort of worked out. Yes, it is. It, it is well, actually true because the month of April, uh, last uh-huh. last month, was... Everybody was supposed to encourage their cities to light up all their public buildings uh-huh. in orange uh, well, there you go. <laughs> in honor of be kind to animals and rescuing uh-huh. animals and humane causes and that sort of thing. So so that definitely is true. But I was thinking maybe you um, you enjoyed orange ice cream no, or something no, like that. No, not at all. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, it's just like at first I thought, what are we doing? And then we've also adopted the slogan now, Adopt Orange. That's part of what we are you know promote on our website and on our Freedom Flights and and you know, anything that we do and in our restaurant, that's, you know, why the restaurant is orange and, you know, pretty much orange inside. And, um, you know, it's a warm feeling on also, but it's because it's connected with the uh, Orange Dog Freedom Flights and our, all our products are sold on site at the Orange Dog Bar and Grill. And, you know, we're working with fundra- a dog fundraiser, one this Sunday. And, um, you know, that's just where orange came from, and now it's, it's here to stay for me. Well, that's fabulous. What was your website again? Well, I've got two, but one is uh, www.orangedog.ca. That's the actual Freedom Flight one. And the other one is www.orangedogbarandgrill.com. Okay. So basically, if you do a Google search for Orange Dog, you're, you're probably oh, you going to find them. them. <laughs> okay. Oh, pretty much. Or Freedom Flight. So, you know, there's, there's numerous websites on it. And, uh, you know, and a lot of – well, every time we do a flight, and then one, one flight we had the – um, pleasure of having Kevin Costner, who was our spokesperson, and he flew with us. 
And oh. that, uh, yeah, that was in July last year, and that got us a tremendous amount of uh, attention, which you know, which always helps. Anytime you have a celebrity, everybody pays attention. Sure, so. sure. And he was great. I mean, he just he was just he loves dogs, so he was a big big help. So. Oh, that's wonderful. But, yeah, you can certainly find us anywhere on the on the web. That's for sure. And if you wanted to adopt a dog from Orange Dog, mm-hmm. how do you go about doing that? Well, up to now, we all the dogs we have flown into Canada, into Edmonton, Alberta, and the way the reason it works so well is the Humane Society picks them up right as soon as we land. They're there. They pick them up. They go directly to the Humane Society, and they're adopted from there. Okay. And that way, you know, the proper adoption regulations and everything are followed. Because the last thing I was going to do was bring dogs in and have and just start passing them out at the airport because somebody wanted a dog. Sure. Because what would happen is the same thing. Oh, geez, this is too much work, and back to the shelter it would go. Yeah. But it's through the Edmonton Humane Society is where the dogs are. But again, the last uh, uh, flight on February 11th this year, um, we brought in 65, and they were gone within three weeks. Wow! And but a lot of pictures are on our website also of all 60, okay. of all 65. They're all on there. So. Now, if there are dogs that you can't take that you wish you could, do you try and promote them at all through your website and oh, absolutely. let people know I, where they can find them at the shelters down here? Yeah, everything we possibly, you know, can do to, uh, I will, like I'm contacted daily from people that rescue groups, and I work with them in any way I can. In January, for instance, the plane was coming in empty to pick up some people, so we brought in this beautiful German shepherd uh, alone on the plane with us, and uh, because she, there was someone here in Canada that was going to adopt her, and there's a beautiful story on the website about her. Her name was CJ, mm-hmm. and it's, um, so, you know, just, Things like that. If the plane's going somewhere and, and there's not paying passengers on it, then if I can take the dogs, I'll put them on. <laughs> Good and and they're, a lot, they're a lot more quiet, let me tell you, than a lot of the passengers we have on there. So it's actually not too bad. Do, <laughs> do they hang their heads out of the window like they do? Oh, in wouldn't cars? that be cute? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, they're all in crates. But I'll tell you, you get, you get them on there and they just go quiet. And I swear, everyone thinks I'm crazy, but I just know they know they're, they're going somewhere safe and they're just, they fall asleep and wake up when we get there and where they go. You know, I really do think they pick up on those feelings that, that the humans, the rescuers have, and, and I think it puts them at ease. So I, yeah, you're sure. very in tune there, and you, you got it <laughs> down. How long does an animal get to stay at the shelter up in Edmonton when you bring them there? Down here, sometimes we're just talking a few days, which is very right. tragic. No, so, here, here what happens, if now, I'm going to, going to stress this. If, if the animal is physically and mentally healthy, mm-hmm. it, it will stay there until it's adopted. Oh, yay. Yeah. Now, there's no, there is euthanization, of course, like anywhere, if they're, you know, if, they, if they're sick, if they're meant, you know, if their minds, because when some of these are so abused and abandoned, they, they can never be put out to home. Mm-hmm. But the majority, uh, cats, dogs, they stay put until someone adopts them. There's a big great big picture at the, at the Humane Society in Edmonton of a dog named Benny, a great big shepherd. He was there 200 and some days because he's just a goofy guy, right? But uh-huh. until he found us, he was, until he found the right people that, you know, would take him, he had his home at the shelter and that was I'm, I'm well over 200 days. Wow. So, it's, uh, it's, and the Humane Society here in Edmonton is, is being recognized now across North America. It's a, it's like a five-star uh, hotel for animals. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's one of the most amazing, amazing operations. Well, next time I'm up in Canada, I'm definitely going to have to swing by and take a tour. Yeah, or even even just have a look on the website. It's the same thing, EdmontonHumaneSociety.com, and it's you know it tells all about our story with the animal, with the dogs. But it's also you know a lot of other shelters are following it now, like following their you know their practices, and it's it's a good thing. That's wonderful. I really mm-hmm. like hearing these stories. <laughs> if somebody, one of our listeners, 
wanted to help out Orange Dog, how could they? Because I know you can't make all the money you need just do sales and your restaurant. Yeah, well, I sure can't. Like the first four flights, I paid for 100% myself. Oh, and wow. enough, yeah. And now moving forward, you know, I, I, I just, if I keep doing it, I'll end up in a nursing home eating dogs <laughs> myself. So, <laughs> But if somebody is kind enough to want to donate in any way, it can be done, you know, obviously through our website. You can donate online. Um, you can uh, contact us. The phone numbers are all on the site. Or you can donate at the Orange Dog Bar and Grill in Huntington Beach. Okay. And somebody could actually sponsor an entire Freedom Flight. Is that Absolutely. correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and what happens if you're sponsoring a Freedom Flight? Well, if somebody sponsored the entire flight, we would put the logo on the outside of the plane of the company or whoever it was. Mm-hmm. They would ride. They would, you know, ride with, fly with the animals if they chose to. Um, all the media attention, uh, attention, all the media uh, yeah, attention uh-huh. would be basically 100% on the on the person sponsoring it. Uh, we would just be the vehicle getting the dogs here, but all the um, uh, press would be on the individual or the corporation sponsoring it. Excellent. Jan, it's absolutely awesome that your organization is able to help dogs here in Southern California. I wish you continued success with your operation. Thank you. Thank you today for being on the show. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate it. We need to take our final break of the morning, but we'll be back with Pet Place News in just a moment, so please stay tuned to the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 1260. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Hey, are you hungry? I know I am. Well, after the show, head on over to the Hacienda Restaurant in Santa Ana from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and enjoy an all-you-can-eat buffet brunch, a bulldog bonnet and derby parade, a whole bunch of other contests with prizes, giveaways, a silent auction stocked with terrific items, and good old-fashioned bulldog lover camaraderie. All proceeds go directly to the care of Bulldogs and Rescue. For more information, visit www.socalbulldogrescue.org. And on Saturday, May 7th, from 11.30 to 2.30, at the Petco, located at 3327 South Bristol, the Orange County Poundhounds Small Breed Rescue will have some of their adoptables ready to meet you. Perhaps you'll meet your new best friend there. For more info, visit www.ocpoundhounds.com. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on AM 1260. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spare new to your pets and have a wonderful day. Thank you.